1: For the Culture Friday, lucky enough podcast. What's up, everybody? The Enora boys are in the building, and we are brought to you by Anora Whiskey. EnoraWhiskey.com is that premium American whiskey, EnoraWhiskey.com, and if you drink by all means, make sure you do so.
2: Responsibly. We're going to
1: hear from the defensive lineman in, in front of what is... The scrimmage before the scrimmage tomorrow left tomorrow no name is going to have a full scrimmage the media is not allowed and then marcus freeman along with both coordinators will speak to the media on tomorrow so this
2: is where that peacock content come in if they covered the scrimmage
1: i'm I'm just saying this would be the perfect opportunity right the scrimmage before the scrimmage
2: i mean it's storylines all the man listen don't we don't want to be the executives of peacock already it's too early we're making them too much money
1: <laughs> I was just looking someone says um uh, you know, man it'd be dope one year if we wrapped the food truck at the blue and gold game had the lucky lefty food truck
2: oh get lucky lefty wings lucky lefty beef sandwich or something i mean even uh <laughs> you can even put some of your brisket on there
1: hey that's my specialty right there baby a brisket, brisket.
2: they're gonna be like what is this?" they like said the, the 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 brand matches up
1: yeah yeah i have a, I have a couple of questions for you as always apple podcast spotify subscribe to us on youtube smash that like button it definitely helps with our views and then hit the notification bell anytime we go live or post a video you'll know you won't miss us apple podcast is spotify via CFB nation now it's important that you understand moving forward once we get into the fall we w- we will exclusively be available on cfb nation no longer will we be available on the irish breakdown feed started in the fall so you can do us a big favor you can go right ahead start ch- transferring over to cfb nation not only for our show shows like rise and drive Ra- rise and draft with the nfl draft coming up with ryan roberts cfb all-american as well we're going to do something special the week after the blue and gold game we're going to have cfb nation week right here on the lucky lucky podcast and the host of other shows are going to be coming on, talking college football at Notre Dame with us. So we can get you in tune with CFB Nation, not just the U- the YouTube page, but definitely the Audible Edibles that we give every day. I don't know, Audible Edibles or Audio Edibles? Which do you, which you think should be the T-shirt? Edible Audio. or edi- The Audio Edibles, there you go. Okay, okay. We'll rock out that way. Home of the misguided passion. You already know we spin it different.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you
3: like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's
1: for the Culture Friday. So I have a question for you, Lef. I have a question for you. Because I'm pretty sure you watched the latest episode of Power. Another another but let me let me just I want you marinate I want you to marinate on this for for a few minutes another disappointing mother effie or lauren
2: effie no no I didn't
1: don't answer me now because I see we I see we already disagree I see we already disagree see I see we already disagree LL LL nation let us know that's the LL question of day Effie or Lauren. We'll get to that in the second half of the show. (laughs) So since it's Friday, we accept all comments, all questions. If you felt like we missed something from our practice report and our conversation about Al Washington and what he had to say yesterday, man, hit us up. We'll answer that. We'll talk about it. We do have some some interesting comments post-show yesterday left a lot of people said you're bugging, bro, that these studio movie grills are all over the country. (laughs) And they've enjoyed them, so. I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I don't know, man. You need to hit Google up. You know, you, the missus, nice little Friday date. It's totally different than going to the regular movies, though.
2: But but you know, ever since you get kids you don't even you can't even get a chance to go to the movies man movie movies go on hold for for a few years when you get kids man because they can't appreciate a good a good sitting movie you know with the with the with the cinema and all the surround sound they, they don't understand what what the quiet means so i gotta get catch john wick on hbo max or something
3: right right <laughs>
2: Got to catch Creed on Apple TV. So
1: So, let's get to any lasting impressions from what Al Washington had to say before we get to the players.
2: I hope he knows that the expectation for his unit is vital to the team's success this year and for him to be uh, leading that with some guys that you know, are very capable. I think, you know, they're going to make his job. uh, They're going to bring their half. And I hope, you know, he brings his half to really complete what we believe could be a better defensive line than last year. And we had the best, what, sack leader of all time in Notre Dame
1: history, so. It is. I have, I will say this. It was good to see Jalen Sneed back to practice yesterday. That's right. That was good. Uh, Luke Breeding has a question. Uh what's going on with Colin?
2: The power struggle of you know, you you're not in the doghouse, but you're in the doghouse. You know, it's a combination of things. Sometimes you become frustrated as a player and time passes and when the time passes and you you can't quite get your footing you're kind of in that purgatory space, you know, and and, and hopefully he can get out of the jam and, and figure out a way to get on the field. But, you know, some of that stuff is political in the sense of, like, the coaches got to want you out there and got to trust that you out there. But at the same time, it's like, man, all right, now we got these young guys that might be the most athletic on the in the group as freshmen. They, they could be passing people up. You know, that Notre Dame window exists no matter who the coach is.
1: So, I look, I'm not commenting on any transfer or I haven't heard anything, you know, so I can't speak for anybody else on any other boards or publications or anything like that.
3: I will say this, though. Um, I I know we all have preferences left. Like, you know, people.
1: They just have preferences, even coaches, right? So the question is, you know, some people like that linebackers to be a certain height, certain weight, you know. And I mean,
2: look at Marcus Freeman. That's he probably looking for guys that look like him. Yeah, about 60. That's Jay Nosberry. That's the Drake Bowens. You know, about six two, six three. About two. What? What Marcus Freeman play at? About two thirty five, two forty. You know,
1: you big. Yeah, Dayton Cat it's just. Whoo.
2: it's because you know it's it's a different standard you playing for the head coach who was a linebacker. yeah <laughs> so you know he probably super picky in his own way and, and and if you underweight that's just probably something he like I ain't accepting that I don't care you know what it is you're just not about to be out there in no two you know 215 soaking wet and i'm marcus freeman i was constantly at 235. yeah and i ain't got a bag drake bowen and, and Jay osman they came in ready they came in heavy
1: yeah
2: <laughs> they came
1: yeah.
2: in the boys came in i remember guys being that big in high school <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know it's just one of those things man i i question
3: It's just weird, man,
1: right? Because at some point, football, maybe football is different. But you remember in basketball, I think Kevin Durant <laughs> went to the NBA Combine and did zero reps on the bench press. See, he could lift 185 not one time. Not one time. Didn't need to. Didn't mean a darn thing. Didn't mean a darn thing, right? So...
2: Steph Curry probably couldn't do too many reps at 185.
1: You know, you get to a point where you have preferences from coordinators and the linebackers and how they would like them to look and this, that, and the other. Look, if you feel like he needs to be at a certain weight to be able to play more plays, by all means. Um I, I pretty much believe that prince collie probably views himself as a starter and uh huh the politics the politics and he's probably on schedule knowing him he's probably on schedule to graduate and can probably finish up online pretty soon chooses to leave so he's probably in that sweet spot where he can still have a couple of years of eligibility. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. So Marcus Freeman has been with him this whole time. So, you know.
1: And we've seen this at Notre Dame, right?
2: He probably got that Eric B. Enemy thing going on. He there. He keeps trying. He keeps trying. He keep trying.
1: Well, Miles Morgan couldn't get on the field because of Joe
2: Schmidt. That was that was that's facts though. (laughs) There's no debating it, there's no other theory, conspiracy. He wasn't getting on the field as long as Joe Smith was at school. That's just what it was,
1: and that is and was mind boggling.
2: (laughs) It was unfortunate,
1: you know. So, like I said, I haven't heard anything at all, and (laughs) whatever happens, there are certain things that are more understandable, if that makes sense. Like right now, if a certain player might have requested a transfer, I'd be like, what? But the name that's been brought up, would have shocked me.
3: Mm,
1: No. It wouldn't shock me at all.
2: Only shocked me on the academic side because I'm like, man, you so close to finishing. (laughs) Yeah. Go get your little, you know.
1: But he just strikes me as a young man three years through. This will be, yeah, he'll be three years towards a degree in April.
2: Yeah, so
1: You're locked in. He's locked in
2: at least for this year. Yeah, yeah. Because like we always say. You'd be a fool to leave that close to being done.
1: I just wonder. Vandy, you know what I mean?
2: Man, let him go the, play.
1: The comfortability, a place he probably is going to start, former, you know, defensive coordinator. Uh, you know,
2: he ain't going unless there was a guarantee. But it makes sense. I'm, I I'm
1: sure he can get a guarantee. At multiple places, you know what I'm saying. But
2: and it goes back to fit. That's his guy. You know, go to your guy. Forget going to the best school. Go to where your guy got your back. That's yeah, he- yeah. Look not nothing podcast. You know, not to Marcus Freeman. Don't, but Marcus Freeman just he got he he probably in the sense of like. This is a bigger picture for me. All the little in-between stories, you got to think bigger picture. I'm thinking future, long-term winning championships. You
1: know, Dayton, Ohio. So the one person that Al Washington did not mention when he mentioned talked about standouts was probably the most impressive defensive lineman all spring. (laughs) And so I said, you know, I'm going to save this clip for left. Because I think this is what left has been waiting on. So in my opinion, the best defensive lineman all spring has been Jason Onye. And Jason Onye met with the media. And this is what he had to say about. His time in Notre Dame is transition. Remind you, you know, he just picked up football basically the junior his junior year in high school, and here he is dominating spring camp for Notre Dame. This is what he had to say to the media.
4: I've had a lot of like older guys like um, Myron, Jason, Justin around to like give me advice. Just stay down. Those guys also did the same thing. They had come into the program, had to wait a couple of years before they got their chance. So like hearing from them and just like listening to them and like. It gave me like motivation to like keep working, keep my head down, and just like eventually it's gonna come through. And then what's kind of allowed you to kind of ascend this spring? I would say like a big shout out to like Alexa and Coach Bayless because they got my body right. That's like one of the main things I need to do like as far as like putting on weight, being healthy, so I can play my best football on the field. You mentioned motivation. Hmm? What motivates you? Uh, motivating me. That's a big thing for me. Uh, I would just say like just like helping my family, my mom and dad, like all. What they did for me, like getting me to this position. Like, I'm from home with a kid from Rhode Island. Like, this was expected for me. I was not expected to be here, realistically. And the fact that, like, I have people back home my dad, my mom, my sister supporting me, and, like, so that I can give them a better life. And, like, that, that's, like, one of my biggest motivators, to be honest. For people who are going to see you on the field this year, what can they expect from you? Um, you're going to expect a guy who's going to, like, go out every single snap and, like, put on 100% always working, always, like, grinding, trying to make the best, like, making something out of nothing. That's, like, what I pride myself on, like, not giving up. Like, whether it's, like, the ball outside the gap, running to the ball, like, all that stuff. That's, like, what our whole defense is, like, pride pride itself on. Just, like, being, like, causing chaos, making plays, being disruptive. So you can expect that
1: from me and everyone else on the defense this year. He said he's going to cause chaos, bro. Not just him, but the rest of the defense.
2: He kind of got a foskey size head thing going on. That must be like the secret sauce because he definitely
1: – The the head like, is the secret sauce. It, a it successful defensive line player, know the
2: <laughs> It resembles a little bit of Foskey. But, you know, you're definitely excited. I did not know he was from Rhode Island. That's interesting. I mean, that's just a – I couldn't even – what is Rhode Island high school football rank? out of 50 states.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: so to be finding talent out there, I mean, you know, that's pretty cool. So I mean, when a kid like that, zero expectations. So it's like everything he's doing now, is just like, wow, that's impressive. I, you know, that's cool. I mean, it's nothing but good upside. Uh, When you hear a kid from Rhode Island that's making plays, I mean, (laughs) that's just – is that the best player that's going to be on our team from Rhode Island? That's the secret to recruiting, you know? So I don't have anything bad to say about it. I mean, I'm excited that, uh, you know, he's motivated. He, he, He seems bought in, and it's not just about what he can do, but what he can do that can contribute to players around him causing chaos flying around making plays that's been the theme of the defense that's something that you've talked about with them providing a lot of pressure and then with him just being a beast as of now I mean we got to probably change 47 to a, a more memorable number <laughs> like but that's a Rhode Island number you know and I think 47 I'm like he got to be from Rhode Island <laughs>
3: you know <laughs> yeah,
2: bitch. so uh hopefully you know he could continue the, the path of inspiring the guys around him. He seems like a well-likable guy, you know, a guy that you would want to play next to, play with, play for. So uh, excited to see where it goes from here.
1: Man, it should be de- definitely exciting to see what this young man does tomorrow in the scrimmage, which the media won't be able to cover, but also the blue and gold game and going to fall camp. Rhode Island. I'm excited. <laughs> who, who, like – if you was a recruiter. Yeah.
2: How what's pulling you to Rhode Island? Because you know, we went through the, the states like Alabama's coming from Alabama. Alabama not going up to Rhode Island for nothing. You know? Didn't we find Drew Pine in Rhode Island or something?
1: No, Drew Pine is from Connecticut.
2: That's the East East East. East East.
1: You know connecticut football is actually i mean heck jacob and jared smith you know the twin brothers are from connecticut notre dame's they're high on notre dame and notre dame's high on them from the 24 class so i mean the state <laughs> rhode island is known for making silverware and jewelry bro jeez
2: Sheesh. Well, I was just saying, where does they where does Rhode Island high school football rank? Is, I don't, is it the top 10?
1: I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I would doubt top 10. <laughs> Shout out to Tim B. He says, I thought he is, I thought I saw he is 290 pounds. He is lean. He is 290 pounds.
2: That's pretty good because he looks like a Prince Shimbo type of impact player Prince Shimbo one of my favorite linebackers cuz he was just he was just nasty man you know those guys that are like way stronger than what they look like
1: yeah yeah
2: <laughs> that's what he looks like and Shimbo was the same way it was like okay He's playing in the trenches, but he's like the strongest in the trenches. Gotcha. <laughs> you know what I mean? he's, you know, the smallest one of all. I mean, we had Knicks, To it, Eshag, we had some big dudes. But Prince Shimbo was the strongest one. <laughs> the one you didn't want to run to his side. You know, we run to his side. Right. We try to run
3: to his side, but we didn't want to run the Shimbo. So <laughs> that was <laughs> the difference. So I love,
1: and I mean, I absolutely love what this young man represents at Notre Dame. And you just talked about it. You know, Notre Dame, just as a school, represents, like, you don't know who you're in the classroom with, bro. Who's the heiress of this fortune? Who is the CEO son of this Fortune 500 company? Who is the next tech genius? Like there's so many different people that you meet, and for him to be from the state of Rhode Island to come in to be one of Mike Elston's guys that you get in because you see something because he has a long list of those guys. Mike Elston just taking guys that were smaller that played maybe a linebacker and you get them into the system, put some weight on them, and they end up being very productive defensive linemen. Jason Anya kind of fits in that mold. So you no, know, that's like ironic. That we're hybrid. talking about... Go ahead, Lev.
2: You mean like a hybrid type of player?
1: I don't I'm... know if you can call him a hybrid. He's just a developmental dude, man. You know, if you have, have an eye for talent, you see a kid that is 6'3, 250 pounds and lean, or 240 and lean, you say to yourself, man, we can probably if we can get him up to 290 and keep his athleticism, we might have something here. So Jason Aye just strikes me as. Someone that knew he had to get stronger. Someone that knew he had to get bigger. And he went through the process of doing that. That's why he shouted out the uh, staff, training staff. And ultimately, I think it comes down to, you know, him being comfortable in his skin. And we're going to hear from Tyson Ford. I don't think Tyson Ford is comfortable in his skin right now. Right. Right. He he just added 30-something pounds. It's a lot of weight. He's not comfortable yet. At some point he'll become comfortable. Jason Anya is comfortable. He's Maybe that'll
2: be like a Bobacar Torre
1: route. How yeah.
2: Jason Anya came about. Just yeah. I love he was he was really, you know, a tweener, but he had a lot of talent, became a one of the better players in year two or three, you know, kind of thing.
3: All right. Let's get one more in
1: for the first half left. Let's hear from another one, Joshua Burnham, who has been heard about. I talked about him flashing last spring and last fall, and Joshua Burnham talked about his transition. This time last year, Joshua Burnham was playing linebacker. Think about that. He was playing linebacker and then eventually moved to defensive end. He talked about that transition.
5: I mean, I think since I've been here, I've put on like 30 pounds of lean lean mass. So Bayless um, and all the strength coaches have been a huge help for that. Um, like the first couple of weeks being like 215 going up against the Joe Waltz, like 300 pounds, 315 pounders. I mean, you just get washed out of the way. Um, but now I feel like I have like the – the mass and the power to be able to stick my foot in the ground and have that power. So it's been, it's been good.
4: Yeah, and then what has kind of Coach Washington been focused on to kind of grow in your
5: game so far? Yeah, he's been super helpful. I mean, meeting after practices and stuff, uh, just focusing on, I feel like the biggest thing for me is like seeing the hands and the handwork. Um, so just getting more more in depth with all of that has been super helpful with him.
4: Can you talk about that transition? What's the hardest thing to make the transition?
5: And how did you deal with it Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, it was definitely hard at first, just because, I mean, i played linebacker my whole life. I think I came off the edge in high school one time, and then being into, just uh, thrown into this role where you're getting contact right away, and like I said, you just get pushed back and have to fight and fight. Uh, it was def- definitely difficult at first, but then, I mean, with Foskey, and like all of them being here, just being able to ask them questions and learn, and see what they do and pick up on some of the habits they have. It was, it was very
0: helpful. What excites you about that position?
5: <laughs> I love it. Um, I think my like, speed off the ball and stuff helps for sure. Uh, like I said, you just uh, getting like the hand and footwork down, I think, I think it would be a, very helpful. Yeah.
1: The first thing I said about the young man was he had an incredible first step. I'm talking about the first time I saw him at the Viper. I was like, yo, this dude's first step is going to be amazing once he is strong enough. And he was the thinnest man. He has put on 30 pounds since getting to Notre Dame. That's basically over a year ago. In one year, he's added 30 pounds. He looks rock solid. I mean, he said lean mass. That's something he said. Not just adding weight, but adding lean mass. To keep you nice, lean, athletic. So, you know, if we really look at the timeline, Josh Burnham is probably still another year away from really being a dominant, impactful player. Can he make plays right now? Yeah. <laughs> he can make plays right now. I don't think he's going to see tackles as good as Alt Fisher, you know, when he steps on the field. But his first step is always going to be his best asset.
2: He definitely reminds me of how, what they tried to do with Ben Council, moving him from linebacker to more of a rush in. Ben Council added a ton of weight. Uh it looked great. You know, unfortunately he had gotten injured and, you know, Jalen Smith. That man, Jalen Smith just came and just tore up the whole natural <sighs> order of things. Now,
1: Ben wore 30? Is uh, that
2: his number? 30? Ben Counselor and, and Josh Burnham kind of look alike. You know, they look like Captain America. And like you said, he definitely has <laughs> looked like he's put the work in. Uh, and, man, it's just impressive to they see him.
1: They in it. Joshua Burnham does look like Captain America.
2: <laughs> I know, right? What's the, what's no, that's thing? crazy. Channing That's Taylor's crazy. 21 Yeah, Georgia. yeah, Something yeah. Like but yeah, so you know, for him to be committed to developing into a whole new player, because like he said, he said, I rush off the edge one time. So just imagine you make it to the peak of your football career, and something you did one time is now what they ask you to do all the time. <laughs> he so he's throwing the world whirlwind, of course, he's not gonna be as comfortable at first, but For a guy to to find his way and and be encouraged that he can make the switch just shows the commitment of of the type of guys that Marcus Freeman recruits and how versatile and athletic these guys are as well. It's like, yeah, we may not be the five stars, but we can mold into different players. I mean, Matthias was a receiver. Then he became a DB. Then he became a safety and now he's like an eight-year vet in the league for special teams. He don't play yeah. nothing else. Yeah. CJ came in as a safety, then went to linebacker for a hot second, then went to receiver, then went to running back, and got drafted as a running back. So we know how to turn a kid's whole career around. Uh, essentially. Kavari was a running back. Imagine
3: that. Yeah.
2: Then freshman year, played corner against Marquise Lee, all the type receivers was damn near freshman american and ended up playing DB. So it's like Notre Dame has been really successful in doing that. So I'm sure Josh Burnham trusts that, you know, their way of seeing him and his career is going to pay off. And add 35 pounds that quick, that means you believe in something.
1: <laughs> so
2: we'll see what happens.
1: Have to believe in something, right? You have to believe in something, Lucky Lucky Lefty Podcast. It's very interesting to see what both of them said. And it's the reason why we jumped on both of their clips first. Both of them are pretty confident that the defensive line is going to be able to raise havoc and make plays. Tackles for loss, sacks, fumbles created, fumbles recovered. I think something with the depth and the wave of talent that they have is also good to hear, yo, Javante Jean-Baptiste, who was, man, spoken about multiple times for Al Washington. You're going to hear some players coming up talking about him as well. And he looks like he might end up being that, that, that grizzly silverback in the room left
2: yeah he's definitely more of the plug-and-play your standard vet the guy that completes your your depth chart as a dangerous d-line i'm sure you don't have to do too much worrying about uh too much worrying about him not being consistent he's probably one of the most consistent players played in big games great leader i'm sure but his impact is, is, is no different than what Sam's trying to do. Is like, look, I'm here for these three games, make some big plays, get some film so we can go to the next level. And I think, you know, Al Washington appreciates his efforts as well as being a leader. I think his leading by example will allow him to be the top dog in the room, uh, especially for a one-year basis.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> Brian J. Irish, thank you for the, the question. What's up, LL Nation? Is Brendan Vernon an early enrollment? No, he's not. He wanted to be an early enrollee, but for some reason, the state of Ohio, and the Catholic league that he's in does not allow, or the school he goes to doesn't now allow athletes to enroll early.
2: I believe it. That was That's- my school. I had to had to call him up. I had to tell Brian Kelly to come on down. They, they didn't know what to do. But that allowed me to go early. But it, I believe it because my school is like that.
1: Yeah. There is uh, – that's weird. Because, you know, ESPN has, like, this uh, – for the last five years, they've had the battle of the champions. So, like, each state champion in basketball comes to the tournament and they play. And they started this – Now it's been longer than five years. This goes back maybe – over a decade, because the first time I heard about it was in the midst of Jabari Parker and Simeon. They were in the midst of their four-year run of four straight titles. And they couldn't go participate because the state of Illinois didn't allow outside tournaments post-state uh, tournament. It was just something weird. Like, what do you mean you don't allow – schools to go play outside of, like, how are you controlling the, at, the season is over? Like, how are you controlling whether or not they can go play in a tournament with other state champions to prove whether or not, you know, they stand up against the best of the rest of the rest of the best? So
2: maybe it's liability or something, Who you know.
1: man, lucky nothing podcast. Just goofy. Just like the state of Ohio, just goofy. <laughs> Just goofy. How we like, like, produce the
2: greatest basketball player of all time? No big deal.
1: I, wait a minute. Kobe was from Philly. Mike <laughs> was from North Carolina, and the best K- is from K- Kareem Kareem was from New York,
2: and none of them scored more points than the greatest from
1: Ohio. Young. You do realize? You do realize that. Him. I
2: saw your little shade on Twitter.
1: My little shade about who?
2: LeBron James.
1: No, someone said something, and I just stated a fact. That wasn't. Oh, sure.
2: okay, okay, okay.
1: Did Go he for. not lose the Aaron Kraft in the state playoffs?
2: What does that got to? Do? What does that got to do with anything? That's,
1: it's a fact.
2: <laughs> what does that? It's got a fact. What does that have to do with anything, Sean? It's a, It's a fact. <laughs> I just hope it doesn't diminish his greatness to you.
1: You Maybe. (laughs) So, I have a question, bro. I can't play the clip because for trademarks, right? Okay. And don't want our page to get hammered by YouTube. But Udonna Haslam, long-time veteran, You know, his Miami Heat will be going up against the Chicago Bulls tonight for that final spot in the playoffs. And he was on the Pivot podcast. He told an interesting story, bro. When he was at Florida, he said Steve Spurrier had to call Billy Donovan because he was walking around smacking and beating up football players. (laughs) So, Bill, so, Steve Sperry had to call Billy Donovan to tell him, like, yo, man, you got to tell this cat you're not as hassle, but like, relax. Like, he's just walking around smacking up my football player, right? And so he tells the story. And he said, Mike Miller, I think Mike Miller's like from South Dakota or something like that, something crazy. Mike Miller was his roommate. So he comes out as a freshman, and, like, everybody's picking on Mike. You know, this is Florida. He's a kid from the Midwest. Comes down, he's like, football players are picking on him. So, you know, I started smacking dudes up. Like, yo. He started dropping names, too. I was like, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. They, you know, I'm sure he has kids right now. They don't need to know that they got smacked up. He does. He's a basketball For player. For sure. My question left. Did you all ever have like any run-ins with like the basketball players or?
2: No, we was at, at Notre Dame. We were really cool with the basketball team. You know, it's Notre Dame, so you know, everybody friends. Florida, we we was cool with them, but it's it's different at public universities a little bit. Maybe because you just never see the other team for real. So, and then guys on the football team was in their own world. So it's not like, like those guys, you would think they would have regular lives. <laughs> like, it was such an interesting dynamic. Like guys at Florida, you was like, oh, you're just, you're just here to play football. Like, but you know, outside of the field, you just, you just out here. You just, a, you might have a job or something. <laughs> you don't know, be working at your local Arby's and just, you know me, just it's just interesting. You know, I know the name they they know the name kids. They football, they go to school, and that, but you know, public school, they have so much more of a, a broader uh focus on things, and maybe it's just different. I don't know. Mm. But we never really like I've only seen maybe the other sports teams when you all do like the physicals and check-ins for all the sports teams. That was
1: about it. Other than that, psh, like, it's so crazy though. I <laughs> When Donis Haslam is telling the story, I'm like, I believe him.
2: Oh, yeah. Because what did you, have to lie about? I'm like, I believe it. Right. See, I wouldn't believe it if it was Steven Jackson. But well, I. Man, I mean, what do you have against Steven Jackson? Steven Jackson, man, he just be, he for the media. You go to old block, forty years old, gang banging, still like I don't believe that. <laughs> Man, but you down and say something? Yeah, you probably did that. Old give dream.
1: me, give me the during your time there. give me the basketball player that would have been more more likely to smack people around. I'm trying to think. Would it be somebody like uh, Luke Herring-Golden?
2: That's on that's that's on our, on our men's basketball team.
1: That was that was around, yeah. That was on the squad around the time you were there.
2: Probably right, Jared,
1: just because he was he
2: was the man. I don't know. I mean, they were all pretty good dudes. Probably Jared though.
1: Now this is interesting. I want to get your thoughts on this because I talked to you. Saw me retweet this from uh, Coach Reed this morning on Twitter on my Twitter feed. And I guess one of our listeners said it's official now. Uh, The NCAA makes rule change to remove official visit limits for recruits, which is currently at five. They will have unlimited official visits, bro.
2: But only one per school. Yes. So it doesn't really – it doesn't change much then, right? Because – Yeah. Only kids are – Narrowing down a decision about three, four schools anyway.
1: Well, having a sixth or seventh official visit might give another school an opportunity. Do you
2: have enough time to take that many officials? If that's the case, I'm going to Hawaii for the vacation, like we said, going to Oregon for the shoes.
1: For sure. Oh,
2: Old Miss for the for the swag colors. Yes. Ohio State for the vibes. You know, I'll just start taking trips. (laughs) Because it just makes it totally unserious at this point. If you can only go one time.
1: I don't know how much it moves the needle. Maybe kids squeeze out one more. Maybe. But there are so many unofficial, official visits going on. Like the unofficial visits that are happening right now, they're official. Without being official. You know, you think all of these kids are flying around on their own dime, going to campuses two, 3,000 miles away. Come on, man. Come on. That's... I think the difference is they
2: can't directly give you some money or something. What is the difference? I don't even know the difference. They... No, the, the official law... visit
1: is paid for exclusively by that institution, right? If it's not official, then it's supposed to be on their own dime.
2: Oh, well, hell, that don't be happening Not for players they like? (laughs) You think Richard Young's unofficial was an unofficial?
1: Man, look. Josh Buffo said his officials are Texas, Oregon, USC, Hawaii, Notre Dame, Tennessee, (laughs) Georgia all great visits i would throw i would i've seen dope campbell stadium so matter of fact that might have been the first football stadium i actually walked no i take yes it might have been the first football stadium I actually walked into. I went to Tallahassee for a visit for baseball back in the day. I went to Florida AM for a visit. Oh, the committee right there. And you know, Florida AM is literally right down the street from Florida State. I mean,
2: so they're a dual student.
1: Right. So I saw the stadium. and got a chance to walk in. I was like, yo, this is like Florida State was still popping at this time. I was like, yo, this is incredible. So I don't know if it really pushes the needle that much. I think it gives maybe one team an opportunity. But I think it takes away this time period to where kids are using unofficials and then come back for the official. Some kids, like, if you're ready to make a decision before your senior season, why are you taking an unofficial in the spring when you can just take the official in the spring or summer and just be done? Because you're making a decision before the season.
2: Mm.
1: You're making a decision. If your decision is is coming before the season starts, it makes no sense to hold on to your official visit because you're not coming back during the school year.
3: It's true. Maybe they,
2: maybe they you know, somebody said in the chat Donny talks about making, it, it's making the unofficials official so you can't be under the table as much, you know maybe to clean up some of these unofficial visits for schools that are under the NCAA, like, qualifications? Like, for instance, how many many unofficial you think Colorado's taking in right now? A lot. (laughs) From transfers and all type of stuff. So they're probably like, look, we're just going to give y'all one chance to go and just call it an official.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I, man, I'm definitely not taking an official, the boulder. No. No. All right, let's go ahead and get the argument over with before we listen to Jordan Botello (laughs) and, and, and his man. Jordan Botello, what he said to the media, had me fired up left. We'll talk about that coming up.
2: Thank goodness.
1: Power, for those of you that might not watch Power, you know, bear with us. Because the argument today is Effie versus Lauren, <laughs> Not who do you like, but Effie versus Lauren. If you were in Tariq's shoes, who would you rock with? Effie. No question. Go ahead. Give, give your
2: reasons. 100% Effie won because Effie can do bad by herself. You know, like she can handle herself in a situation. Lauren is a civilian. Let's just be serious. Mm-hmm. And Tariq, his whole internal battle is trying to be a civilian while being a gangster. And it only matches with Effie. And Effie understands. Lauren, being a civilian, has no... Cold, like Tariq. So even though Effie is lying right now, that's still in the <coughs> regulation rules of oh, the game. First, first of all, that's the rules of the game.
1: We're not about to just throw this under the rug like it's a little white lie. That's not. We're not about to do that. Wait
2: a minute. It is.
1: It's what? It's it's it's. Gee, uh, stop. This is not a little white lie. Stop. It deals with it deals with trust. It is deals with the ability. Now, they both have proven themselves to be untrustworthy. Okay. They both have proven themselves game. to be untrustworthy. But this would be the third time Effie has played <laughs> Tariq. Now, at some point, after the third time, it's like, okay.
2: But Tariq had right. Diana, Lauren, and Effie at one time.
1: Killing it, game. And Diana still like Tariq on the low. Nah, Diana was awesome. Diana played herself. She she definitely played herself. One hundred percent. She played herself. Later. She played herself. So now she's over there with. uh
2: man. Man. man.
1: Put a t-shirt, <laughs> hey, put a put a t-shirt on my man. And next time y'all want to give them a scene.
2: Yeah, he ain't even had it, you know. <laughs> They got to. They got to put him in Michael B. Jordan Creed camp, man. Get him. Get him. Beat, uh, buffed up.
1: So your team Effie. All right, that's cool. First of all, I, I'm definitely team Lord. Why? I'm, well, first Jeez. of all, you need balance. You need balance in your life. See, oh. That was the problem. That was the problem with Ghost. The problem with Ghost is he had an Effie in his life. And that's why he had, that's why he ended up falling in love back in love with Angela. See, because he had somebody that didn't want to let him transition from being the street dude to the business dude. That's Effie. Effie's gonna keep him in the same spot for the rest minute. of his life.
2: Effie's only doing it to raise money to go to school because she's Cat. robotics
3: tech.
1: Cat. 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 He loves the game too much. Oh! He loves the game too much. He's just like his mom. She loves oh! the game too much. Just like his mom, loves the game too much. So the transition is going. You have to go get somebody that's from a different world that can understand where you need to go and help you in that. If he wants to really transition and be a normal civilian, who who whom better than to help than another civilian? So I mean, See, it is what it is.
2: He civilian work right now. She is undercover. The matter of and fact, she had right now. And you she know. pretty
1: much she pretty much gave him the heads up. <laughs> that a case is being built
2: he knows that though because no, he didn't
1: know he didn't know that he knows that because of her
2: because she's the witness yeah what?
1: how you gonna wife that Because she told the truth oh we're still waiting for effie to tell the truth she was she's
2: just trying to find the right time they ain't they, no they, right
1: time bro she ain't just no right had time to-
2: she just had to steal the recorder back.
1: Well, wait a minute. You know there is no right time now. He knows.
2: Oh, he know now. Yeah, he know now. I mean so, man,
1: Effie's in the same boat as, as your boy when he finally tried to tell the truth to Monet. Oh, you see oh, what happened.
2: Monet well, always sabotage another another good good woman finding ways to set their man up. First, it was Franklin Mama. And Mo'Nake can really sit there and do that? I was starting to like, I was starting to like dude. I'm like, you know, he ain't that bad. You know, when they had him in prison, I'm like, man, they gonna get him knocked off quick.
1: How about Tariq just leave both of them alone and get with light-skinned Keisha?
2: Light-skinned Keisha doing too much.
1: She does do too much. She do
2: too much. <laughs> I'm thinking do too just much. run with uh, run with Governor Tate. Them boys ride to the top, and then they run off for R.S.J. Yeah, like,
1: hey, why you why you tripping? Braden might have the best of the bunch. Kiki, not
2: bad, but Kiki nosy. You know she Kiki Kiki too damn nosy. I'm like Kiki,
1: stop. Man. She was all up on my man's phone. Lucky Lucky podcast. When we come back, we'll hear from more defensive linemen you should be excited about how excited they are right here lucky Lucky podcast apple podcast spotify CFB nation and conjunction with iris breakdown we spin it different